This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's been two months since the massive attack through the SolarWinds Orion product came to light and it hit federal agencies. And while the full impact of the attack is still unknown, the Austin, Texas company is going on the offensive now. SolarWinds officials are trying to earn the trust back of their federal clients by adding more rigor to their development processes. But cyber experts question whether that will be enough. In this week's Reporter's Notebook, Executive Editor Jason Miller covers all of this. Jason, what's the latest we do know about the SolarWinds attack? The Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency at DHS put out a updated, if you will, alert, an updated notice back in early January, and that told us that the SolarWinds attack affected about 18,000 public and private sector customers of the SolarWinds Orion product. Now, of those 18,000 public and private sector customers, that included 10, at least 10 federal agencies. We're still finding out more. We know, for instance, Justice is one of those agencies. We know, for instance, some of DOD is affected. We know some of Treasury has been affected. Now, every agency may have used SolarWinds, but it's to the depth that they're using it. So a lot of agencies are still in that, okay, how much were we impacted? How do we clean it up? What's it going to cost us? Do we rip and replace? Do we up and redeploy. And what I'm told by cyber experts, Tom, SolarWinds was so ingrained into their network, it would almost be like ripping out the entire network and starting from scratch. And let's be honest, nobody has money to do a, a sure. full-on rip and replace. Now, this was early called a supply chain attack, but it turns out the experts examining it are saying it's more just of a traditional type of cyber attack. So how come that thinking has changed? I think one they know more, and which is why I think Solar Winds is trying to talk about this more to say, hey, we necessarily didn't do anything wrong. Of course, they're being held accountable and they're they're taking responsibility for it. But this was, in many ways, they used Solar Winds to get in and then did a network hop. And I talked to several different so uh, experts about this, and one of them was Bryson Bort, who is a, a cybersecurity fellow at R Street. Uh, which is a think tank in the D.C. area. And one of the things he mentioned was, number one, this is not new. This has been going on for a long time, right? So we're not talking about a, a new type of attack. This is something that's been going on for a while. But we're also learning that once they use SolarWinds to get in, then they just network hopped and looked for places to hide, looked for places to steal data, looked for places where they could launch malware later on, maybe in a month, maybe in six months, maybe in six years. But the, the point is that we know more about it. The other thing that, that Bryson Bort told me, which I thought this was really interesting, is they went after SolarWinds, not because of anything SolarWinds did or didn't do, but because they're identifying technologies and systems and providers who are spread across a huge swath of the market. And he points out, Jason, do you remember how we also always complain about Windows and, and Microsoft Windows was always being attacked? The reason why is because the Windows market was so high, attackers, the adversaries, the bad actors went after the people that they could get the biggest bang for their buck versus not a lot of people had Mac computers back in the you know 90s and the early 2000s. But that's why we are starting to see that the SolarWinds attack is the, the adversaries went after them because of their market share. Right. The robbers go to the banks that have the money. Now, you're reporting, Jason, that SolarWinds is trying to reestablish the trust of federal customers. What are they specifically doing to earn that trust back? Interesting, Tom. I got a call from a, a PR person. Hey, do you want to talk to SolarWinds? And of course, my first reaction is, why? Right. And are they going to talk about federal and and are they going to be on the record? And and they said, 
Well, they de- definitely want to talk about federal, and, and, and they would talk on background, which was fine, right? This is something I understand is very sensitive still. And they were playing a little bit of offense, and, and to their credit, they understood that they have to get the word out by the, the work they're doing. So some of the things they told me they're doing, and, and they have a lot of blog posts up as well, but they have forced password resets across all their domains, from production to lab to staging environments. They're doing forensic analysis of all their internal systems and environments. Uh, they're, they're building in what they call much stricter controls. They're using, you know, pieces of zero trust architecture and to ensure their, you know, builds or software builds are reproducible, that they have multiple pipelines. And interestingly enough, Tom, they're actually uh, redoing their digital code signing certificate. Now, the SolarWinds officials I talked with said they do not believe that their digital code signing certificate was compromised. But as of March 8th, the previous anything signed by the previous code will be revoked, and they'll have to make sure you have the new code. And this is all for the establish that trust. Is, hey, we are taking steps above and beyond to what to what you know maybe you expected, you know, customers, and we're trying to really show that we we are taking this very seriously. And of course, the cybersecurity experts I talked with said they they actually praised the steps they took. Like for instance, I spoke with Michael Daniel, who's the president and CEO of the Cyber Threat Alliance, former White House cybersecurity coordinator. And he said, listen, they're really trying to give some more confidence back. They're really implementing more than just cyber best practices. They're really trying to to fix any sort of of question that a, an agency may have. I also spoke with Larry Clinton, who's over at the uh, uh, Internet Security Alliance. Again, uh, he told me that it's it's good that they are, are doing more than you maybe you would expect. It's more than just what what is is the minimal. They're they're going above and beyond. It's good business, but his interest was was beyond that. His interest was actually okay. Well, what is the why weren't they doing this before? And I think that's a key question that's starting to come up more and more. So SolarWinds is then still the wake-up call for federal executives who need to make sure their systems are buttoned up. It's not all on SolarWinds, is it? One of the things very similar to Office of Personnel Management breach from 2015 is that that really gave non-IT people, oh, my, that could be me. Like, if, if hackers are going after OPM, they could come after my agency. I think SolarWinds is very similar. Vendors and agencies, you know, their their goals. But me, I could be that that company or that they could get in through my systems if I don't have some of the basics. And that's something that Michael Daniel really emphasized. Don't over rotate onto supply chain. Yes, this could be considered part of a supply chain attack. And yes, we need to secure our supply chain. But you still need to do some of the basic cyber hygiene. And SolarWinds is a reminder: you still need your network architecture, so it's not easy to go from network to network to network. You still need to put in certain parts of multi-factor authentication. And that also reminds us we don't need everyone to have administrator credentials that I can go from network to network to network. So there are things that agencies should be doing that is, you know, even before the solar winds attack kind of perspective that, that can help stop any future, again, supply chain type or ransomware or, you know, fill in the blank type of attack. And I, I think that is what the cyber experts are telling me, that agencies are still struggling with those basics in many ways. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure. And check out his notebook. It's now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.